Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Pastor, that sounded like somebody, I was being condemned. No, no, no. Let's read the rest of the verse. Let's read the rest of the verse. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but what? Walk according to the spirit. So if you walk in the flesh, there is condemnation. Jesus said those who have not, those who will not receive, they are already condemned. But those who walk in the spirit, there is no law against that. Oh, hallelujah. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son and the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law may be filled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to be carnally minded is dead but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor can it be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God amen so Lord bless the words that you shall give us today let us walk according to the spirit let the anointing and the healing of God hit this house. Now, Holy Spirit, we're completely open to whatever you want to do. We give way to you. We surrender to you. Only you know the needs across this building. Only you know the needs of the people sitting and watching at home. I don't, God. But Lord, I am willing to be a vessel. I am willing to give myself to be used by you. So I pray today, look upon my availability and not my ability. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that as I speak, let the prophetic anointing hit this house. Let people be healed and restored as the word goes forth. Father, I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, let thy kingdom come. And thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen. Can we give the Lord a praise for his word today? Amen. Be seated for just a moment. Now, let me just give this word of instruction real quick. Oh, glory be to God. Let me give this word of instruction right quick because while I preach today, there's going to be people that are healed. There's going to be people that are going to be made free as I preach today. As I preach today, there's going to be people that are going to be restored. You're going to sense a warmth come over you today. But dear woman, God said he wants to give it to you right now. Now in the name of Jesus, I loose over you the anointing of God. 
that restores and heals. I release over you right now the straight path of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, I thank you that all is made whole. All in Jesus' name is made whole by the power of God. I loose this into your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. You're going to sense a warmth come over you. You're going to sense an anointing come over you. Praise God, you decided to tarry for a little while. You know, God ain't no slot machine. I think there's a part of him that says, you know, I'm kind of done with the days that the church wants to come up and grab my arm and get something out of the bottom. <laughs> I think the Lord is saying, I, I, I'm ready for the church that'll hang out with me for a little while. Will you tarry with God for a little while? Will you, will you get with the Lord for a little while to where when we read what we just read, that we will not long, no longer walk according to the flesh, but we'll walk according to the spirit. Put up Luke chapter 4 and verse 17 and 18 for me. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody say this, the blind shall see. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Go to 18, and we're going to 19. The Spirit, everybody say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But I'm telling you, I can see some oppression in this house. And the Lord is saying, I want to free you from your oppression. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus showed up when Jesus, let me get back up here in the light for a minute so people that's watching at home won't think I done disappeared. Here I am, praise God. All right. Hallelujah. Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up and quoted this scripture from the book of Isaiah in one of the most controversial times on the face of this earth. In one of, the mo in one of the times where there was the most to be upset about. In one of the times where injustice was running rampant throughout the land. In one of the times where the priesthood had become so religious that folks knew they couldn't even depend on it anymore for a move of God, it was just about the, it was just about a political source or a, a financial source. That's all it was about. They had no move of God in it. And Jesus shows up on the scene and he says, the spirit of the Lord God has anointed me and he's anointed me to preach the gospel gospel to the poor. Now you might think what in the world is the case with that? We was over in Ireland. We was over in Ireland and there was this dear brother the last night he gave his life to the Lord and one of the things that spoke to him is he came forward. He was an older man. I don't know how, how old he was but he said, he said I want to give my life to the Lord and he said this is how I know that what is happening in here is real tonight. He said because y'all let poor people come in and hear the gospel just like you let the rich people come in and hear the gospel. 
gospel. The homeless came in and heard the gospel just as the people that have a mansion heard the gospel. And he said, this lets me know that what is happening right here is real. But he wasn't just talking about poor in finances. He's talking about poor in spirit. Hallelujah. People who've been bankrupt by Satan. Poor in spirit. And he said, I'm coming to preach not a religious message, not a governmental message, not a message of hate, and not a message of, of all kinds of, 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 of deception. I have come to preach a message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the good news. And you say, what is that good news? The good news is you don't have to walk out of here with a devil on you no more. The good news is you don't have to walk out of here addicted anymore. The good news is you don't have to walk out of here in chains anymore. The good news is you don't have to walk out of here religious, racist or ridiculous anymore. But God will make you free by the power of the Holy Ghost today. He said, I've come to preach some good news. He said, I've been sent to heal the brokenhearted. He said, there is a bomb in Gilead. He said, there is a healing anointing in Gilead. There is a healing anointing. I want to declare there is a healing anointing in the kingdom of God. And there's a healing anointing in this church right now. Some of you have been walking around broken too long. I ain't talking about broken in a good way. I'm talking about broken because somebody left you. Somebody rejected you. Mama wasn't around. Daddy wasn't around. You grew up in a messed up house or this happened to you or that happened to you and God is saying you come unto me and I'll heal your broken heart hallelujah but the recovery of sight to the blind this was one of the miracles that you do not see in the old testament nobody received sight This is one of the miracles that marked the coming and the arriving of the Messiah. The recovery of sight to the blind. Now he's talking about physical and spiritual. So we're not just going to preach on spiritual. We're not just going to preach on physical. We're going to preach on both. Because there's some people in here that need a touch physically. Hallelujah. There's some people in here that need a touch physically. Go to that camera right there. Y'all swear, is he, is he live? All right, which one's live? Go, get, get me on one of them. In the name of Jesus, those of you watching right now, you need a, you need a healing at home right now in your sight. In the name of Jesus, be healed. May the recovery of sight come to the blind. In the name of Jesus, eyes open. And that's for people here too. That's for people here too. But let me move on. Now, don't forget about that. Stay with that. That's your miracle. Hold on to it. We'll lay hands on you in the end if we need to. But he says, recover your sight to the blind. One of the, one of the things God is anointing us to do. And when I say us, you know, I, I, I think about y'all. I ain't in this thing by myself. Sister Farrah, I can't do it by myself. And you can't either. We, we got to have one another. But deception's running rampant. I mean, do you realize 
how much deception's in the church right now? Man, don't pick on the world. Hallelujah. He said, but I'm anointing a people that'll bring sight, not just physical sight, but spiritual sight back to people that have been blinded by the God of this age. Do you realize that we have people that stand behind pulpits every week that don't, that don't even have enough spiritual discernment to know whether a baby ought to live or not? Hey, and, and now listen, before, before, where are we at? Pray, are we right here? Are we right here? Do you realize... <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all say hey to these people. Do you realize that we got people preaching behind pulpits that don't even have enough spiritual discernment to know whether a baby ought to live or not? Now, before you start telling, saying I'm political, God said something about it before there was ever a Democrat, Republican, or an independent. Oh, hallelujah. Do you realize that we have people preaching behind pulpits? Let me tell you something. I don't throw rocks, I throw ropes. So let, so let, me, just, let me just tell you today, if, you, if you're dealing with homosexuality or you're, you're in that right there, I don't throw rocks at you, I'll throw a rope to you. I'll turn around and grab you by your hand and say, let me lift you out of this thing right here. We don't, I, ain't, I ain't sitting here to hurt you. But do you realize we have people behind pulpits that don't, can, don't even have enough spiritual discernment to know whether this is right or wrong or not? The church has fallen into rampant deception. Rampant deception. And right now, all over the world, we wonder, why is there so much fear? Why is there, why is there so much anxiety? Why is there so many people that don't know what to do? Why is there no peace? Why, do people, why are people all confused? You need to understand, a nation does not guide the church. The church guides a nation. And we, before we ever ask God to heal a nation, we need God to heal the church. We need some revival in the church right now. We need some blind eyes to open. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Jesus walked on the scene and we know that he healed blind people all the time. There was one man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus sat in a crowd. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Y'all in trouble. Somebody pass out some snicker bars so folks stay with me right now. Pass out some crackers right now, some Lance crackers so somebody can get a little peanut butter in them and last for a little while. Uh, Listen, uh, and he, he stepped by Blind Bartimaeus and Blind Bartimaeus had heard from somebody's somewhere that the Messiah was coming through town and he said ah Jesus son of David have mercy on me in other words he's saying God I know this is my only chance this is my only time that I might ever be in the the presence of Jesus and I need a healing and he kept crying out crying out and crying out for for him to receive his sight well pastor what are you trying to say I'm trying to say church right now the Messiah is walking through the land and walking through the church and anybody that cries out whether they be physically blind or whether they be spiritually blind if you'll say son of David have mercy on me he shall receive that which he has called out for I know the religious people say shut up I know the religious people say sit back I know the religious people say why don't you quit making all that noise but you didn't know that I have been seeking God for 
for a long time to receive some spiritual insight. And if Jesus is walking by, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Some of you are deceived. Deception has crept in your life. Another man Jesus healed. He said, uh, he, this man came to him, Master, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus spit on the ground, made some dirt. Can I be transparent with y'all? I'm not trying to be sacrilegious at all. But I wonder, like, was Jesus like, well, I'm going to heal the man anyway. I just want to know if I can put mud in his face and he'd be cool with it. <laughs> y'all ain't never thought about that? I thought about that. Jesus, well, you're going to heal him anyway, and he, he just wanted to, you wanted to see if he'd be cool with that. And Jesus turns around and puts that, makes that mud and puts it on his eyes, says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Comes back and says, do you see? He says, I see men of trees. Let me tell you something. Don't you give up on your miracle. Don't you give up on your miracle right now. He turns around and says, go wash again. He comes back and then he sees perfectly. Can I tell you something? Some miracles take a moment. Some miracles take a few minutes. And some miracles might take, miracles might take months. But don't you give up on your miracle. If Jesus said you can have it, I'll come to tell and pronounce and proclaim that it is yours. In the name of Jesus, let your faith arise and receive your miracle, church. Receive it. Hallelujah. And he's, I'm telling you right now, deception is running in the, in, in, rampant in the church right now. The Bible says right here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Do you know what an imposter is? An imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else or in order to, in order to deceive others, especially for fraudulent gain. Sit behind pulpits. They don't care about the people. Haven't prayed. Imposters. Spewing on the people of God. And then have the audacity. If you're a newcomer, y'all know we're going to tell the newcomers. That's gall and audacity. The audacity to stand up and persecute churches that are moving in the spirit. To speak against men of God, women of God who are moving in the spirit. To speak against people who are seeing the glory of God show up. Imposters. Now, brethren, concerning the Lord, coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or in trouble, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. What is that telling you? What is that telling you? That's telling you there's a falling away coming. And it is here right now. You better shake yourself awake. Do you, do you think, oh, I'm about to get in trouble now. Help me out, Holy Ghost. Listen, if I get in trouble a little bit with you, I'll try to make it quick today. But uh, do, do you think it's, 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 uh, it's an accident 
that all of a sudden this, I'm talking about this hellacious uh, devil virus came on this land, turn around making people sick and, and, and making people die. That thing's from the pits of hell. I promise you it is from the pits of hell. And do you think it is not, and listen, it is no accident that it turned around and, try, and made many do many churches shut their doors and many believers don't want to show up to church anymore. You want to know why? Because it is neutralizing the church. It doesn't want the praise and the worship to go up. It doesn't want prayer to go up. It doesn't want the preaching of the word to go up. And unfortunately, believers have bought into this deception. But I came to declare in the, in the land today that he said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah! It's, I'm telling you right now, it ain't nothing but a, it's a sickness from the pits of hell where all the other diseases and all the other sicknesses come from. And let me kick this devil in the face while I'm at it. God ain't put no sickness on you. God has not put no disease on you. God has not put no infirmity on you. How do you know every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above in whom there is no variation or turning? The devil is a liar and I cast out the spirit of infirmity. I cast I cast out sickness, I cast out disease, I cast it out right now, I cast out pain, and I loose the power and the anointing of God over this house. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I get to laughing sometimes, Mike, because folk that's scared to go to church, you, I promise you this much, they'll be down there at the store before, before seven, get their cash three tickets. My God can't get to church on time, but I guarantee we're going to get to the convenience store to get my scratch all I know I'm picking right now. I'm going to call this mindset down. I'm going to break it in the name of Jesus because it's keeping some people locked up. It's keeping some people chained up. It's keeping some people bound. And it's time for God to be, it's time for you to know that God is true and every man is a liar. Let the word of God run rampant. Let the power of the word go to hit everybody that's in this place. Oh, hallelujah. And let me kick this devil in the face while I'm at it. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna, I've, been, I've been stomping a little bit here and there. Y'all know me, I ain't never trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to beat that demon that's trying to get to you. I ain't never after the people of God. I love the people of God. I think I have one of the best churches on the face of this earth. And I ain't just saying that either. When I get around other preachers and they're sitting there saying, my God, my church ain't worth two cents. I'm like, well, mine is. <laughs> boy, you ought to see mine. I'm telling you, mine is, ah, boy, I got a good church. They get to talking about their board meetings and how they're in there throwing hands and all this stuff. And I'm like, not mine. I got a good board, but I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And we lead in the anointing of God and the spirit of God. And, and there ain't no need to get in there and throw hands. Hallelujah. So we have a great church right here. Well, yeah, so I'm not after you. I'm after the devil that's trying to keep you down. Because you've got to understand, for some of you, if you go back, you won't make it back up. Oh, I feel the Lord on that right there. If you get buried again, you might not make it back up. 
So I'm sitting here beating demons off of you. And these demons come through mindsets that get you thinking about things and get you turn around and believing stuff that isn't true. Like Walmart's okay and the gas station's okay and the school's okay, but church ain't okay. The devil is a liar. And I'm here to declare today that this thing is the only thing that's going to heal this nation. It is the only entity that's going to be here. And I'm telling you, when the Lord comes back, we're going up with him. Hallelujah. Yes. My God, I ain't giving in to it. I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid and I ain't smoking the cigarette. Hallelujah. It ain't nothing but lies. It ain't nothing but deception. And you need to get down with that thing right there. And you need to say, God, what do you have to say? And what are you saying about this thing right here? Because I'm sick and tired of believing stuff that's sucking the life out of me. I'm sick and tired of believing all the stuff that's causing me to be in a dark area or a dark cloud. I'm sick and tired of being lifeless. I want the fire. I want the anointing. I want the presence of the Lord back. I want to love my family. I want to love my spouse again. I want to be full of the spirit again. I want to preach again. I want to be praying again. I want to fall in love with the word again. I want to be who God has called me to be. I'm tired of being chained down. I humble myself and realize I ain't got it all figured out, but you do God and here I am. Do it again. Do you realize that God, can y'all give me just a few more minutes? Do you realize God's anointed you to win? Man, my God ain't anointed me to lose. Prove it if he has. Prove it if God has set me up to lose. I promise you with every lie you might spit out, God has five truths that'll turn around and bring it to nothing. Like if I be for you, who shall be against you? If I'm on your side, then a thousand may fall on your left and 10,000 on your right, but none shall come near you. God ain't anointed you to lose. Rise up in the name of Jesus and begin to win for the kingdom of God. Man, God ain't anointed me to lose. God ain't anointed me to lose. He said, I want the kingdom of God to win. Do you realize God don't have a reverse? Do you realize the, king, the cars, the, the vehicles in the kingdom of God have no reverse on them? That's because God has never, ever intended on bagging up. He said, man, put this thing in drive and let's go. One time a man came to him and said, I want to follow you. And he said, let me first go back. And Jesus said, no, 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 that's reverse. I feel the Holy Ghost now. That's reverse. He said, and those who put it in reverse, they ain't fit for the kingdom of God. He said, man, stick it in drive and put the pedal to the metal. Let's go, kingdom of God. Yeah. 
Well, let's put it in pause right now. See what, see what the government's going to do about, about the wrong. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's stick it in drive. That's the reason we sit around in the middle of something like this and plan a tent awakening and turn around and invite thousands and thousands. Why? The kingdom of God has no reverse in it. Hallelujah. We have been anointed to win. Man, don't nobody want to be on a losing team. You've got to be a little bit challenged to walk up to the losing team and say, man, I just want to play with y'all. Man, God has anointed us to win. Winning requires the anointing. The anointing brings great battles, but it also brings great victories. Don't you ever forget about that. Yeah, Satan hates the anointing. He hates it. But can I tell you, he can't do nothing about it. Oh, hallelujah. This is the reason that before David could ever go fight a, a giant, he said, hold on, son, let me stick some oil on your head. Let me anoint you. Because, the, because though the battle may be great, it, it, hey, if the battle is big, the victory is going to be big because the anointing will give you the victory. David never lost a battle, but one. That was with his flesh. Because the anointing don't crucify the flesh. You have to do that. I'm talking about he could sit there and slay giants. He, 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 he walked in and took the foreskins of 200 Philistines. Nobody could touch him but himself. This is the church's worst enemy. Us. Us. Devil don't have nothing. On you. Man, when you listen, you need to understand that you can go through some stuff. But before you know it, you begin to accept. You begin to accept defeat on this earth and heaven and eternity in heaven. There ain't nothing wrong with accepting eternity in heaven. My God, listen, I need to preach a series when the Lord releases me on heaven. The church has forgotten about heaven. The church has forgotten that we're going to spend eternity in heaven. Man, we think this is our final destination. My God, if this is my final destination, I'm the most deprived of all men. You forgot about heaven. But I'm telling you, God's anointed you to win. God ain't anointed you to lose. Let me give you one more. This is the year of the Lord's favor. <laughs> hey, brother, grab me a... This is the year of the Lord's favor. Well, pastor, you don't know. You don't know the weight that's on me right now. Thank you, sir. 
You don't know the weight that's on me right now. You don't know the challenges I'm facing right now. You don't know what I'm, you don't know what's going on inside of me. This is the year of the Lord's favor. Oh, glory. Lift your hands to heaven and say, in Jesus' name, this is the year of the Lord's favor. Now, let me tell you what happens before favor shows up many times. A fight shows up. A fight shows up before favor shows up. Why? Because hell can't stop what God's about to do. But he can get you out of position. And it can get you out of a place where you're sitting around looking at everything that's wrong and not realizing that God has set a lot up that's right. And this is the year of the Lord's favor. Ever since God spoke that to me about two weeks ago, he told me, <clears throat> y'all remember I released it to you. The Lord told me, I am announcing over you 40 years of harvest. I've never heard that in my life. I ain't never heard nobody say that. He said, I'm announcing over you 40 years of harvest. I said, well, God, why did you use that terminology announce? And he said, because I was waiting on a response. I said, yes and amen, Lord. I believe ever since then, every morning I get up, I'm in the shower. I decree over myself. Thank you, God, for 40 years of harvest. Because prophecies are, prophecies are walked out by faith, not by feelings. Two more minutes to get the church out of their feelings. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen a generation so bound by their feelings. You cannot be led by your feelings and led by faith at the same time. I have, church, I tell people all the time, half of you would not have made it under my pastor. I promise you. He was savage. In a good way. Show up five minutes late, you want to. Call you out in front of everybody. Wouldn't have made it under my pastor. I feel like I have a little more grace with the people, God, you know, but stuck in our feelings. Stuck in our feelings. To the point to where we are allowing our feelings to become truth. Now, hear me clearly. Because if we can get through this mountain, everybody say, I'm going to speak to this mountain. And it will remove. If we can get past our feelings. On the other side is our faith. This is what the Lord is saying. I've anointed you to win. But how many winners win when they obey their feelings? Man, we're going we're gonna to watch a, some of us might, some of us might not, it don't matter. The Super Bowl tonight. If that thing comes down to the last two minutes, the team that wins is the team that sits there and will deny their feelings. 
Their ankles are going to be hurting. Their knees are going to be hurting. Everything's going to be hurting. But they're going to say, no, no, no. At this moment, we must push past what we feel. And we must push into what we have been trained to do. Church, we must push past our feelings. And we must push into our faith. For the just shall live by faith. And when we push past those feelings. Man, I was at a football game. Let, let me tell you how people get, get in their feelings sometimes. I try to sit by myself at a football game. Sometimes my wife might sit with me. My son now plays and he's happy about that so he don't have to sit with me no more. I keep it Christian. I do. But I'm just a passionate person. So if I'm going to be passionate in here, I'll be passionate about him on the football field. I don't care. That's just, you know, but I keep it Christian. I don't cuss nobody and fight and stuff like that. But we was at a football game, and, and I'm telling you, uh, uh, somebody hit me up and said, they, they don't come here, praise God. But, Pastor, you walked by me and didn't even say, hey. Now, there's, I don't know how many people are at this football game. But it, it upset this person. I, didn't even, I don't even know who they are. we ever going to shift a nation? How are we ever going to bring revival to a dying nation? We are that stuck in our feelings. No, no, no. You, you have to get to a place, church. Where you begin to walk by your faith. You ain't gonna, it's the only way you're going to receive anything from heaven. And God's anointing us here. This is the year of the Lord's favor. But I'm telling you, you ain't going to receive it. You are not going to receive it just because you speak it. You've got you to release faith with what you're saying. And there may be times this year where you walk through some junk. You may even be walking through it right now. Everything that you're looking at sits there and says, this is not favor. But I'm telling you, you stand up in the power of the living God with faith on your side and say, thus says the Lord, this is the year of favor in Jesus' name. I'm about to release this book on the double portion. We've been, I've been working on it for several months. And one of the things I write in there was when God gave me the revelation on the double portion, immediately everything else around me began to speak to me that it wasn't. 
my circumstances, my situations, the challenges that came against me. My God, Rona. But the Lord's, it came to a place where I feel the Lord. It came to a place where he said, son, you can't go by what you're seeing. Go by what I'm saying. Get rid of your feelings and pick up your faith and declare what I said and watch me move in your life. And everything, everything, including you and this ministry, begin to overflow in that double portion. But I had to look at situations and say, thus says the Lord. The double portion anointing is upon me. Thus says the Lord, the double portion anointing is upon me. And you have to do the same. Thus says the Lord, this is the year of favor. I refuse to believe anything else in the name of Jesus. Stand up all over this place. Oh, glory be to God. What a service. I could have ended this thing and never went into that word. But I'm telling you, somebody got helped. Somebody has gotten helped out here. Bow your heads all over this place. Those of you at home right now, watching. If you're away from God, if you're backslidden, you know, it's a terrible thing to be backslidden. My God, the stories I hear about people backslidden, can't sleep at night, the Holy Ghost's voice don't never go away, He's constantly on you, everything you try to make happen seems to fall apart. Backslider, come home in Jesus' name. Come home. Come home in Jesus' name. You're thinking the Father's going to make you a servant when he's got a title called son over you right now. Come home in Jesus' name. We love you and we bless you and we thank you for watching today. Now I'm telling you, if you need prayer for anything, just hit in the chat line. I need prayer. We got people waiting on you right now. They're going to pray for you. They're going to call heaven down on you. We love you and we bless you. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.